0: Good afternoon. This is Reverend Collier with Strike Fire Ministries coming to you on this Friday afternoon at um, almost uh, quarter to five. Um, We got done in the Book of Amos on our last uh, four podcasts, but this afternoon we're going to do something a little different from uh, Herald of His Coming, uh, September, October 2022. Um, There is this article by Andrew Murray. And I want to read it in, in uh, the, the length of it on the whole word for word, because it says an awful lot uh, for each one of us uh, about the source of power in prayer. We don't spend enough time, take enough time, even in fasting and praying, we ought to pay attention to what uh, God's word says and what we ought to do. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, because it's not a lot of link to it, but it it does take a little time. So I want to get right into it and uh, uh, make the proper application as you hear this. And I am praying in my spirit and in the spirit that God would touch hearts and souls and lives with this article by Andrew Murray. He lived from 1828 to 1917, and I've read uh, a lot of his books on prayer, and they're really uh, inspiring and encouraging. So here we go. Let's get right into it. The scripture says in Romans 8, uh, chapter 8, verses 26-27, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. We know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession with us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches our hearts know what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And Andrew Murray says here, Prayer is the most necessary thing in the spiritual life. Yet we do not know how to pray nor what to pray for as we ought the Spirit. Paul tells us praise with groanings unutterable. Again, he tells us that we ourselves often do not know what the Spirit is doing within us, but there is one God who searches the hearts. Words often reveal my thoughts and my wishes, but not what is is deep in my heart. God comes and searches what is deep and hidden and cannot be seen in my heart. God knows what the unutterable longing there is in me for God. Seeking God's burden, he says, I tell you, beloved, if you will take time and let God lay the burden of unsaved heavier upon you until you begin to feel, I have never prayed, it will be the most blessed thing in your life. So with regard to the church, we want to take up our position as members of the Church of Christ in this land as belonging to the great body who can say, Lord God, is there nothing that can be done to bless the church of this land and revive it and bring it out of its worldliness and out of its feebleness? We may confer together and conclude faithlessly. Now we do not know what is to be done. We have no influence or power over all these ministers and these churches but on the other hand how blessed to come to God and say Lord we do not know what to ask you know what to give the Holy Spirit will pray a hundredfold more in us if we were only conscious of our ignorance and our impotence in prayer may God bring us to say Lord we cannot pray we do not know what prayer is of course, some of us do know and measure what prayer is, and we thank God for what he has been to us in answer to prayer. But, oh, it is only a little beginning compared to what the Holy Spirit of God teaches us. Our first thought is our ignorance. In the scriptures we say, We know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself maker intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Worship and fellowship. There are different phases of prayer. There is worship when a man bows down to adore the great God. We do not take time to worship. We need to worship in secret just to get ourselves face to face with the everlasting God, and he may overshadow us and cover us and fill us with his love and glory. It is the Holy Spirit who can work in us such a yearning that we will give up our pleasures and even part of our business that we may be the oftener to meet our God. The next phrase of prayer is fellowship. In prayer, there is not only the worship of a king, but the fellowship as of a child with God. Christians take far too little time in fellowship. They think prayer is coming to God with their petitions. If Christ is to make me what I am to be, I must tarry in fellowship with God. If God is to let his love Enter in and shine and burn through my heart. I must take time to be with him. The smith puts his rod of iron into the fire. If he leaves it there but a short time, but does not become red hot. We may take it out to do something with it. And after a time, put it back again for a few minutes. By this time, it does not become red hot. In the course of the day, he may put the rod into the fire a great many times and leave it there two or three minutes each time but it never becomes thoroughly heated. If he takes time and leaves the rod 10 or 15 minutes in the fire, the whole iron will become red hot with the heat that is in the fire. So if we can get the fire of God's holiness and love and power, we must take more time with God in fellowship. That was what gave men like Abraham and Moses their strength. They were men who were separated to the fellowship with God, and the living God made them, strong. Oh, if we only would realize what prayer can do. Intercession. Another is most important phase of prayer is intercession. What a work God has set upon those who are his priests and intercessors. We find a wonderful expression in the prophecies Isaiah. God says, let him take hold of me. And again, no one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you. In other passages, God refers to intercessors for Israel. Have you ever taken hold of God? Thank God some of us have. But, O friends, representatives of the Church of Christ, if we were to show us how much there is of intense prayer for a, a revival through the Church, how much of sincere confession of the sins of the Church, how much pleading with God and giving Him no rest, till He make Jerusalem a glory in the earth, I think we should all be ashamed. We need to give up our hearts to the Holy Spirit that he may pray for us and in us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And what am I to do if I am to have this Holy Spirit within me? The Spirit wants time and room in the heart. He wants the whole being. He wants all of my interest and influence going out for the honor and the glory of God. He wants me to give myself up Beloved friend, you do not know what you could do if you could give yourself up to intercession. It is the work that a sick person laying on a bed year by year may do in power. It is the work that a poor person who who has hardly a penny to give to a missionary study can do day by day. It is the work that a young girl who is in her father's house and has to help in housekeeping can do by the Holy Spirit people often ask what does the church of our day do to reach the masses they ask though they ask it tremblingly, and they feel so helpless what can we do against the materialism and infidelity in the world we have given it up as hopeless ah if men and women could be called out to band themselves together to take hold upon god i am not speaking of any prayer union or prayer time steadily set apart but if the spirit could find men and women who would give up their lives to cry to god the spirit would most surely come it is not selfishness it is not mere happiness that we seek when we talk about the peace and the rest and the blessing christ can give god wants us and god wants us because he has to do a work the work of calvary is to be done in our hearts we are to sacrifice our lives to pleading with god for men oh let us yield ourselves day by day, and ask God that it may please him to let, us, let his Holy Spirit work in us. Oh, think of this wonderful mystery. God the Father on the throne, ready to grant unto us his blessings according to the riches of his glory. Christ the Almighty High Priest pleading day and night. His whole person is one intercession, and there goes up from him without ceasing the pleading to the Father, Bless your church. The answer comes from the Father to the Son and from the Son down to the church. If it does not reach us, it is because our hearts are closed. Let us open and enlarge our hearts and say to God, Oh, that I might be a priest to enter God's presence continually and take hold of God and to bring down a blessing to my perishing fellow men. God longs to hear the incession of Jesus reflected in the hearts of his children. Where he finds it, it is a delight. He who searches the hearts of his children know the mind of the Spirit because he prays for the saints according to the will of God. We do not wish to say, I am trying to be as holy as I can. What have I to do with those worldly people about me? If there is a terrible disease in my, my hand, my body cannot I say I have nothing to do with it. When the people have sinned, Ezra rent his garments and bowed in the dust and made dust and made confession. He repented on the part of the people to Nehemiah when the nation's sin made confession and cast himself before God, deploring their disobedience to the God of their fathers, fathers Daniel did the very same, and do you think we as believers have not a great work to do? Suppose we each of us were persons without a single sin? Just suppose it were so. Could we then make confession? Look at Christ without sin. He went down into the waters of baptism with sinners. He made himself one with them. God has spoken to us to ask us if we realize what we are. We now ask us whether we belong to the church of this land, whether we have borne the burden of sin around us. Give me a passion for souls, dear Lord, a passion to save the lost. Oh, that thy love were all adored and welcome at any cost. Jesus, I long, I long to be winning men who are lost and constantly sinning. Oh, may this hour be one of beginning the story of pardon to tell. Let us go to God, and may He, by the Holy Spirit, fill our hearts with an honorable sorrow at the state of the church. May God give us grace to mourn before Him, and when we begin to confess the sins of the church, we'll begin to feel our own hearts as never before. In five of the epistles to the seven churches in Asia, the keynote was repent. There was to be no idea of overcoming and getting a blessing unless they repented. Let us, on behalf of the Church of Christ, repent. God will give us courage to feel that he will revive his work. This was taken from the Master's Indwelling by Andrew Murray. So, ladies and gentlemen, take heart. This is for you. This is for me. This is for the Church. The Scripture said, it's time for judgment to begin at the house of God. If the sinners scarcely be saved where shall, if, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the sinner appear? You know, if we just squeak into heaven, how are the sinners going to make it? I've got my four and no more, and I'm saved on my way to heaven, so that's it. No, he says go into all the world and preach the gospel. That is where we're at. That is what we should be doing. But we have to get things right. The church is by this time stinking with what is being done in the church, who, who, people that are uh, priests and, and people who are uh, evangelists and people who are preachers, pastors in our land, uh, the lifestyles that live are contrary to the word of God. Uh, yes, when rise was about to come forth from the grave, they said uh, to get him, and they said, but this time he stinks, and the condition of the church today, it stinks. And uh, we need to repent. We need to confess. We need to return back to the one who saved us. go back to that first love that we once had for Christ. And I urge you. I pray for you this day that what you're hearing here today, that has touched your hearts, your soul, and your life, and and the things in your life, things in the church, um, go to God as Moses did, confessing the sins of Israel. Some of the prophets all the way through the Old Testament, confessing the sins. Daniel did that, confessing the sins of those uh, around him and, 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 and the church needs our prayer today. that the, the church could have revival if we go and get it God's way, not our way. An evangelist doesn't come special service that we call it revival and out pops revival out of a suitcase no it doesn't happen that way we can make the right steps but it's up to god we need to get in the center of his will i pray this has been helpful to you this afternoon may god uh, take it to your, your heart your soul and your life and the holy spirit speak to you this day and and listen to the holy spirit what he is saying to you today god bless you we love you go with god and he will go with you Now, special announcement I have. I've been given an opportunity to get back on a live radio. I need to create a following. Some people who donate, who make pledges, Uh, the program will cost $80 a month, or $80 a program. Uh, So there's four or five Saturdays in a month, and it's a half hour. And uh, I pray that you would undertake. And and if God is speaking to you, just go to my website, strikeprimeministries.com, and the PayPal button is there. And uh, you can give through that. Um, Or or you can um, message me, and I can give you the information necessary if you want to send it to me. It is a um, a Bible 1c3 tax exempt organization, and and, uh, you can um, write it off on your taxes okay. Uh, So God bless you and uh, we pray this has been informative to you today and it has been inspiring you today and I pray that uh, you would make the proper application and God will bless you for it. We love you. Go with God and he will go with you. Amen and amen.